This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Tim James, welcome back to the show. Mark, thanks for having me back, brother. Uh, September 25th, 2020, Tim was on episode 622. We are not going to talk about what we talked about on that show. And if you're going, but Mark, wait, I don't know what he talked about. There's a link in the show notes. Click it. Listen to that show. Value-packed episode. You want to go listen to that one after you listen to this one because Tim is full of knowledge. But Tim, I want you, in case someone's listening to the show and they go, uh, Tim James, what? Give us like a 30 or 45 second commercial of who you are and what you do. Yeah, thanks, Mark. So I was just a you know standard American guy just uh, eating a standard American diet, and I had standard American health problems. I was overweight. I had a bunch of eczema. I was bleeding. Uh, my elbows, my gut was messed up. I was actually bleeding rectally. And then um, after a friend got cancer, we went to this health institute, learned about detoxing and nutrition, and um, I was able to heal myself. My friend healed himself, and here I am 10 years later, I got out of the financial services industry as a financial advisor, and now I'm helping people do the same thing, um, teaching people lifestyles and giving them awareness to chemical toxicity buildup in, in our cells and our fat and muscle tissue and how to get it out. Uh, absolutely amazing. And his story, very much more detailed than the other episodes. So do go check it out. He goes, it's like, he just gave you the cliff notes. The full version is in the other episode. So Tim, we're living in very interesting times. We're living in the age of COVID now, which I guess technically is no longer a pandemic is now an endemic, which means it's going to be here forever. Um, a lot of debate around wearing masks. There are people who say masks don't work. There are people who say that masks work. The science says this. The science says that. Uh, I'm a hermit. I very rarely go out. I mean, my wife does all the shopping and here in Texas. Uh, well, they, there's no longer a mask mandate, but all the stores are making mask mandate. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't have to wear a mask when I'm out running. Uh, we go to our church uh, here in Texas, uh, churches, synagogues, and mosques. They don't make uh, masks mandatory. So I don't. I very rarely wear a mask. But a lot of people, it's a very, very polarizing topic about masks. So let's talk about masks before we get into mask awareness. Okay, cool. Yeah, so masks in general, I think we have to step back. And this is this just came apparent to me about a month ago, a month and a half ago, is that what's going on here is that we have been – we have been looking at theater, Mark. It's it's all theater. You have this right versus left, Democrat versus Republican, black versus white, vaccine versus anti-vaccine, um, wear a mask versus don't wear a mask. And what I've realized is that's where they want us to be. And what ends up happening is we get us, ourselves pitted against each other. How many people listening today have lost friends or family members because of one of these topics I've just discussed? So what we really need to get back to is truth. We need truth, we need our freedoms, and we need health. These are the three major things that we're looking at. And because without truth, you know, we, we can't get to a scientific method and we can't get to, um, you know, a repeatable, you know, it's basically the scientific method. We're in what's called scientific consensus right now, which is where you get a bunch of scientists that get huge amounts of money um, donated to them to study certain things. And they all say, well, the earth is flat. And then this one dude over here is like, no, it's round. Here's my data. And then they throw stones at it. Right. Mm-hmm. So we have to get back to this and, and we have to come together as a, as, as families, as friends, as communities, as a nation and as countries, we really need to come back together and it's going to be bottoms up working class people. So what I want to do today is I want to not be pro mask. I'm not anti mask. 
what I am is like, it's like what actually happens when you put a mask on your face. So can we get into that? <laughs> I, I think that would be wonderful to hear because we've been hearing a lot on TV, all the talking pundits saying the science says, and I know that from the last episode, we didn't put it on the show. We talked about it after the re- episode. You got some really interesting research about masks and what they really do. Do they protect us? Do they cause other illnesses and viruses? So, yes, I definitely want to talk about that. Okay, cool. So what ends up happening? What happens when you put on a mask? Well, the science and this is like, you can go look at this and, and, and people, um, this is the scientific method. Okay. So Dr. Shiva Ayadure, as an example, is one of the top immune system experts in the world. Okay. He actually came out in 2019 and did the, um, uh, and did, uh, did a talk at the, at the science foundation about the new modern immune system. It's not just the, the innate immune system and the adaptive immune system. That's the 100 year model that people like Fauci are using in our medical community is using. They're missing the other components, the interferon system, our gut microbiome and microbiome, the bacteria and the viruses, which we are composed of about 380 trillion virus cells in our body, 60 trillion bacterial cells and 6 trillion human cells. So we're more bacteria and viruses than we are human cells. So that's interesting when you look at the science. And then also the the brain connection. So there's a neuro there's a neuro connection in part of our immune system that's actually connected directly to the gut bacteria and everything's all interconnected. So what we need to look at is the the body as a whole, not um, decompartmentalizing every little aspect of your body and treating the person as a whole. So what what happens when you put on a mask? Well, Dr. Shiva has showed us that um, over three and a half years worth of research they put together that when you put a mask on simply raises the temperature of your mouth. And what does that do? That raises the acidity of your mouth. Now, what's the real world results of that? Well, we have about 700 uh, oral microbiome or bacteria in our mouth, and they're supposed to be there. This is part of our um, our adaptive immune, or excuse me, our innate immune system. It's there to protect us when, you know, um, viruses and bacteria and stuff come in pathogens, fungus, you know, uh, yeast, that kind of stuff. And they're there kind of like the Marines to shoot things down and take care of stuff, right? Well, what ends up happening, and that's a natural balance. When you raise the temperature, about three of those bacteria, um, one of them being gingivitis, they proliferate and they get out of control. And this is why the dentists now are seeing up to 50% spike in tooth rot, gum disease. People's teeth are literally rotting out of their mouth because of wearing a mask. Now, the other thing is that they're seeing a high amount of teeth cracking. People's teeth are starting to crack. Now, your tooth health is directly related to um, your bone health. Um, in the last episode, I most likely I talked about, you know, chewing your food well. That was yes. one of our core four secrets. Well, when you chew your food well, you're stimulating those meridian points in your teeth to um, what, which re- release serotonin, which is your happy juice, Right. So that is just one example of how important our teeth are and our oral microbiome health. They're connected to serotonin pr- production as, as an example. Just one thing. Just one thing right there. So that's it. There's, there's, it's not, is a mask bad? Are they good? It's like when you put a mask on your mouth, you are raising the temperature and you're raising the acidity. 
and you're disrupting your natural balance of your oral microbiome and you start rotting out your teeth and you start cracking your teeth. So now let me, let me interject right there real quick, because we've been hearing a lot of the news that we're following the science. It sounds like this is science, but yet the experts in the news don't tell anybody about what you just said. No, because they're doing what's called scientific consensus. Now, okay. again, what Dr. Shiva, and again, this guy's like the smartest person in the room. He's got four, four uh, degrees from MIT, uh, four PhDs, and one of them is in biological systems. So he actually, they actually took an engineering uh, approach to biology. I think it was back in like, um, I can't remember when, I think it was like 2006, 2007, after the genome project had ended. See, all these scientists all around the world were doing this genome project where they thought that we had like a million genes and were as a, a earthworm had about 20,000 genes. Well, at the billions of dollars spent and all these smart people looking at it, they found out that we have about the same amount of genes as a worm. Oh. So <laughs> that really puzzled the scientists. And, and then um, finally, um, what, what, what the people at MIT re realized was is that nobody in science or medicine has ever taken a engineer's systems approach to biology. And it needed to be done because otherwise it's just a lot of theory and stuff like that. And we end up with these antiquated um, views of the immune system. Like we've, we're on a hundred year old system right now in America and it's kind of self-evident. You know, we spend 3.3 trillion on healthcare. We're the sickest human beings have ever been on the face of the earth. Us Americans were rated like 38th to 42nd in the world. So in health. So it's obvious that all these smart people haven't really figured anything out because we're super sick. So we need to change that model. I mean, so when you say the most experts like Dr. Fauci, they're using the scientific consensus, but the Dr. Shiva, he's using, you referred it to, I wrote it down. Scientific, scientific method. Method. Okay. So he is using something different. Yes. So the scientific method is where you can, you have a hypothesis and you test it. And then once you get a result, you can make it repeatable over and over and over again. And okay. other people can repeat that. And people are open for debate where scientific consent, uh, uh, consensus is, is they're like, nope. They say the science is settled. It's settled. And wow. they're not they're not open for debate. So that's where you have to really pay attention to. Uh, there's a lot of minutia out there. And there's all these people with these big, long alphabet soups, PhD, MI, you know, yep. all this stuff behind their name. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. We have to look at things in the real world. Like what happens when you put on a mask? Well, your your mouth temperature goes up. Your acid goes up. Three of those species of bacteria that are not good proliferate and your you, your gum disease increases and that's what's happening check out call around to your dentist they're seeing more tooth decay and they're seeing more uh teeth cracking so that's where we want to help people bring awareness to this that your oral microbiome the mac mouth bacteria is critical to your overall health because it's it's connected to you the rest of you and your child's oral microbiome um, is a development predictor for future health. So if you're putting a mask on your child, you are creating, uh, you're destroying your their immune system permanently for life or lowering it. Wow. This systems biology reveals that masks disrupt oral microbiome. And again, dentists are reporting an increase in oral health issues. So what are the public health implications? We need for a risk assessment of masks to oral health. We need provisions to cover for the emerging dental health issues. So 
what we do is we hand cards out to people and explain this to people, not anti-mass versus pro-mass, but hey, are you aware that your mouth temperature goes up and your and your bacteria goes up and you're going to rot your teeth out? What's your employer going to do to cover you, to clean your teeth or whatever? Or giving people tax credits as an example for parents choosing to homeschool their kids because they don't want to send their kids to a, uh, to a school that's requiring mass that are going to disrupt the child's oral microbiome and destroy their immune system, right? So we the education and investment in scientific research, again, the scientific method of mask use is what is what is critical. But so far, this is what's happening. And when people have this awareness, they're like, oh, my teeth are going to rot out. Now they can go to their employer and say, hey, you need to like fix my teeth. You need to set up this um, or I'm going to sue you, right? Now, this, now the employer's like, okay, going to the state and saying, hey, look, my employees are suing me. I'm going to go out of business because you're forcing me to make them wear masks and I'm harming my employees and I don't want to do this anymore and myself. And now they can sue the state, which is unfortunately us. So we get to sue ourselves because, you know, we, the people are the, the state because that's where the money comes from. So it's a really interesting um, situation we're in today. Um, another thing about masks is that when you put a mask on, um, you lower your oxygen by about 33%. So if you talk to anybody and, um, you know, a lot of older people that have, you know, their health's failing, they put them on oxygen tanks, right? Oxygen makers. Mm -hmm. And if their oxygen falls below 95%, that's a problem. It's a big problem. So they have to be on these oxygen machines. Well, you lose, you lose 33% of your oxygen when you're wearing a mask. So that's a problem, right? And now we have double mask. Now they're recommending double masking. Yeah. So why do you need oxygen? Well, try it. Try holding your breath. See how long you can live. Uh, It's about four to seven minutes. So it's one of the most important nutrients we take into our body. And what does oxygen do in the body? Well, um, not only does it help process all your food in the cell and it works on the lymphatic system, which is the garbage removal system, but oxygen kills viruses, bacteria, mold, yeast, fungus, parasites, mutagens, cancers. We know from um, Dr. Kuchkoff's work that um, cancer is anaerobic. It cannot live in an oxygenated environment. That's like when we went to the Hippocrates Health Institute, my friend Charles, they taught us this and they said, we need to, they super oxygenate you. They put you on a high oxygen lifestyle and diet. So the cancer can't live in that environment. It's changing the environment so the genes don't express themselves in a poor way. That's what it really boils down to. So we have that going on. Getting back to the double masking, I don't want to go too far away from there. So what you've already told us about when you put a mask on, it elevates the temperature in your mouth and it affects the oral microbiome. But now when you double mask, it's got to increase the heat even more. Am I right? Yeah. And a lot. Yeah, it, it, it does. It does. And then also the other thing that does is carbon dioxide. You know, the state's using OSHA up here as an OLCEC, Oregon Liquor Control, to enforce mask wearing in, in public places. So OSHA, um, you know, it's a safety place. If you're a construction worker and you don't have your hat on, then the company can get fined for you not having your hard hat on. So they're trying to protect the worker. It's a good thing. And one of OSHA's laws is that if your if your air quality is over 2,000 parts per million of carbon dioxide, they'll shut down your office until you get that figured out and get the carbon dioxide levels back down to safe levels. When you wear a mask after two breaths, your carbon dioxide is over 2,000 parts per million. So it goes from 0.04 to 0.4. So you get a 100% 100-fold increase in rebreathing carbon dioxide, which is not good for you. So you you have high acid in your mouth with a mask. You have um, high temperature. You increase the oral microbiome, the bad ones. You rot your teeth. Um, you crack your teeth. 
your oxygen levels drop, which breeds way more disease in the body. I think we're going to see massive increases in heart disease and deaths and cancers from 2020 and mask wearing. Um, and you're also raising your carbon dioxide levels, which is very unhealthy. So these are the, this is reality. I mean, like you, yeah, I get that. I get that. But I'm like, what I'm saying is that now they're saying everybody should double mask. And so I, I got to imagine, tell me if I'm wrong, that when you double mask, isn't this making the problem even worse? Yeah, it really is. So what happens is, is that they're going to, there's a lot of people out there that are saying, you know, you have to wear a mask. You know, I just saw a sign that said real heroes don't wear just capes. Like they wear masks. This is the advertising. So it's it's all fear mongering. It really is. They're trying to get people out of fear. But if you look at the science, like these cloth masks are worthless. These microvirome, the viruses are so microscopically small. It's like a mosquito flying through a chain link fence. When you breathe through it, most of the viruses go right through it. It does. It's not even working. Now, some of them through the water droplets will stick to the mask and bacteria will stick to the mask. So as you're breathing on that mask, you're creating a moist and warm environment perfect breeding ground, Petri dish for viruses and bacteria. So that's why it was about 87.5% of people that contracted COVID were mask wearers. So you're actually increasing your chances of uh, um, contracting uh, COVID or some other type of disease because you're you're creating a Petri dish on your mouth and then you're touching it and handling it. And these masks, um, it's, it's stupid. I mean, where in nature do you see anybody or any animal wearing a mask? It's just not... It's never going to happen. Hey there, it's Mark, and I want to invite you to become a Mark Struchowski Insider and get the top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs absolutely free. It all happens over at MrProductivity.com. Yeah, and, you know, I've heard stories of people who work in the COVID wings of hospitals, and they, of course, they wore double masks, they wore these spacesuits, and they're still getting COVID. And I'm like, if they're, if you can't, we cannot be as protected as these nurses and doctors in these COVID wings. And yet they're getting COVID and we're just wearing these cloth masks. Even if you double up, you know, it doesn't, to your point, these things are so small. I, I believe we're going to talk about the immune system in a few minutes. I believe if you're paranoid about getting COVID, I think that you're, you're affecting your immune system, which means you have a greater chance of getting it. Am I off base on that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, and that's what we really need to focus on here is like, it's not fear mongering and, and they've done a really good job. You know, the CDC just came out and said that, now this is a big one. I don't know what the number is yet. How many COVID deaths, maybe you can look it up while we're chatting. How many people have actually died of COVID? Whatever that number is, though, the CDC just came out and said that only 6% of what they've been touting as COVID deaths are actually from COVID. It's like they've admitted it now. We've known, I thought it was 10%. It was actually lower than that. I couldn't even believe it. I was like, whoa, it's only 6%. People that have died that had heart disease. People, Some people that have died of heart attacks were, were put down as COVID deaths. Um, people- well, I'm looking at it right now, and we're recording this on March the 8th at uh, 10.30 a.m., and the cases are 29 million in the United States and 525 deaths as of right this moment. Okay, 525,000 deaths, all right, times 0.06. 31,500 people have died of COVID based on what the CD has said. So that's, and if you, I mean, it's just so obvious. Look around. Where did the flu go? There's no flu deaths. Yeah. The flu just disappeared. No. And the reality is, is that this, this virus, um, man-made nature comes from a monkey, whatever you want. We can get into the scientific method on that too, but um, it doesn't matter. It's not going to ever go away. Right. So, and just like the flu is never going to go away. Right. 
we don't have to worry about these things. We have to focus on boosting the immune system. So what are we doing? What are our leaders, so unquote, quote unquote leaders doing to help us boost our immune system? Well, they're not doing a very good job because when you put on a mask, you lower your immune system. We've discussed that. When you fear people to death and you put people in fear mode, you lower their immune system. When you isolate human beings, you lower their immune system. There's papers on social isolation. It lowers your immune system. We're, we're like pack animals. We need to be around our friends. Look at the blue zones, the people that live the longest. What are the four common denominators? These people in Okinawa, Japan, they live in well into their hundreds. Uh, Sardinia, uh, Loma Linda, California, Costa Rica. There's these areas around the world where people, there's a lot of centurions, major amount of them. What are they doing? Well, they exercise daily. They eat an 80% plant-based diet or greater. They have lifelong friends and they respect their elders. So the third one there was the key, lifelong friends, and they spend a lot of time with them, right? And they, and they, they get outside and they exercise. So they're out in nature a lot, getting vitamin D, right? So the sun, this is a really important point, Mark, is that when you go outside uh, and you're told to isolate, you're not getting enough vitamin D. And most Americans are not getting enough vitamin D as, as it is. And if, you're, if, you're, if you have dark skin, you need more. You need like four or five hours of sunshine. And you're not going to get it above the 45th parallel. You live in Chicago. So how are you going to get your vitamin D? You have to supplement. Why do you want vitamin D? Because vitamin D is, well, first off, it's not a vitamin. It's actually a hormone. But it's very important. It's like um, it, it's like little machine guns. And it shoots holes and it tears down the walls of viruses, literally. Like so you would do high, if somebody in critical uh, with COVID or pneumonia or a flu, you just you would want to give them on a lot of uh, vitamin D, and that's going to boost their immune system. What's another way to boost the immune system? Vitamin A. Where do you get that from? Green leafy vegetables. So fresh foods. Your body will have that. That's going to strengthen your cell walls, um, and and um, that's very important. Um, you're also going to want um, zinc. You know, you've heard a lot about this hydroxychloroquine and zinc, right? Have you heard about that? Yeah. Well, what hydroxychloroquine does is it actually helps to transport the zinc and get it into the cell. So what happens is what a virus does, like in COVID, has, it comes in, it's got these little spike proteins on it and, it, and it, and it works its way into your cell. And then it squirts, it's basically, it's like RNA into you. And then, and then it, it uses your own machinery and your ribosomes to, to, to make, um, more viruses inside of you. So it hijacks our own uh, ability to, to, to make um, more cells. And it's, it's like, it's like a little hijacker. It's like a thief. It gets in there. Right. So what we need to do is we need to do everything we can to stop that process. So vitamin D is one thing, um, vitamin A, and then, and then zinc. So zinc actually stops the viruses from replicating and the hydroxychloroquine helps this gets more absorption of zinc into the cell. So, but there's something called quercetin, which is uh, an extract you can get and get, it comes out of like apples and stuff like that. And quercetin does the same job as the hydroxychloroquine and you can buy it at your local health food store. So if you take quercetin with zinc, you're going to help to stop the virus from replicating, right? Um, vitamin C is another powerful um, antioxidant, but it's also like a shock absorber to the system when your when your body's hitting getting hit by all this virus viruses and stuff like that. So, and we have um, uh, what was it? The Los Angeles Times in 2020 
leaked. This is mainstream media actually leaked out how powerful vitamin C was when Dr. Ryan Pageant up in Seattle, 44 year old um, medical doctor was treating elderly COVID patients. He picks it up himself, starts going downhill. They throw him on a ventilator. Then his lungs and his heart and his kidneys started failing because you don't want to put somebody on a ventilator when their lungs are full of fluid. It's silly. Um, you're going to explode and create more pressure in those alveoli or um, in the lung. And um, as a last ditch effort, they put him on an immunosuppressant drug and a high dose vitamin C IV. And he came back. So for people that are critically ill, high dose vitamin C IVs is where we need to be. So if we just focused on high doses of vitamin C, vitamin D3, vitamin A, and zinc, um, maybe even some iodine, we could get into that. Um, you know, we don't have to worry about this. We can just get back to work. We can boost our immune system. And for those that are, you know, compromised, they are um, overweight. Um, they are on blood pressure, medic you're on medications. Uh, you have all these, uh, maybe you have complications. Yeah, you really need to focus on boosting your immune system, and and if you're in, if you're really sick, maybe maybe you would want to you know wear a mask if you're around people. But the reality is is that you know you just got to be smart about this stuff. You know, if if you're sick and you're not feeling well, what do you normally do in life? You'd, you'd stay home and you'd isolate until you got better, right? But the reality is is this thing is going to have to run its course. Everybody's going to have to get it. So the, the reality is, is we really need to focus on boosting the immune system, allowing this virus to come into us, and then allowing all of our natural immune system defenses to handle it, to build up a natural defense so that we're protected for life. And that's, that's what's true natural herd immunity. Hey, I now have an affiliate program where you can earn up to 30% commission just for referring people to my paid program. To find out more, go to MrProductivity.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and click the link. Well, I really appreciate everything you said. I mean, listening to you for 25 minutes is like reading a college-level textbook. You gave us so much to think about. Um, but I want to stop there because I know after I listened to uh, – we had the first conversation last September, and then before we did this one, I listened to it again. It's like listening to you is like drinking from fire hose. You gave us so much to think about. So I don't want to overwhelm the listener. if they, They're not already overwhelmed. What I'd like to do is switch to something I call Mic Swap, which you said you're game for, which allows you to be the temporary host of the show, and you can ask me any question you want other than my Social Security and credit card numbers. So. Tim, it's all yours. Okay. So what is your morning routine like for your health, Mark? Well, it just recently changed. So I read the 5 a.m. Club by Robin Sharma, a book I recommend everybody read last year. And I joined the 5 a.m. Club uh, February 4th, 2020. And what he proposes, you get up at five o'clock in the morning. That first hour is called the victory hour. So 20 minutes of heart rate elevation, breaking out in the sweat, and then do some reading, do some educating, do some journaling. What I, the one thing I wasn't doing and I started doing on Christmas day is I get up at five o'clock and by five 15 in the morning, I'm outside. I used to run for three miles, but then I have to run around my, my block here at the house which is 0.2 miles, which is 16 laps, which gets kind of boring. So now what I do is I wake up at 5.15 in the morning. I walk, wake up at 5. At 5.15, I'm outside. I'm walking at a very brisk pace for 20 minutes. 
Then later on in the day, when the sun comes up and it gets a little warmer, my wife and I go to one of the local parks and we I run for three miles. So I still run for three miles. Uh, I don't drink as much water. I know you've been on my case about drinking water and I use water minder and it look at numbers don't lie. I, I'm not drinking enough water. Uh, when I get back from my walk, my brisk walk, I have an apple and I have some yogurt and then I'll have breakfast a little later on. So I'm trying to get better. It's baby steps. Very good, man. I like it. You have the foundation in place. You're, you're getting up at a, a repeatable time. You're moving your body. That's really awesome. Are you, you, you said you're doing reading and journaling. Is that part yes. Of the not, not on the device. I'm reading a print book. Yeah, that's really good. I do a lot of reading for me. What I'll do is I'll read in the morning, something spiritual. So I get my part of my spiritual practice in. And then at night I'm studying this kind of stuff that we talked about today. Yeah, I well, I read the Bible in the morning, and I I love reading business books and self development books. And my problem was I would read those books before bed, and my mind would swim during the night. So now what I do is I try to read a fictional. I like historical fiction. I read that before bed, so it's like an easy read. I don't want my I want to release all the stuff before I go to bed, as opposed to piling on my brain. And so reading fictional uh, historical fiction really helps me sleep better, along with exercising every day. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for handing me the mic, brother. That was oh, cool. no problem. Thank you for having on here. I love the name of your company, by the way. What is the name of your website and your company? Yeah, it's chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. I love it. And what's interesting is I usually drink water about 99% of the time. Yesterday was, ironically, I'm here, I'm on uh, having you on my show. Uh, I splurged and, and split a two liter bottle of diet chemical. I mean, diet Coke with my wife. And she hates when I call it that. She goes, water's chemical too. I said, look at the ingredients of diet Coke. I mean, it's chemical. Oh uh, God, but that's so funny. Diet chemical. That's so cool. <laughs> well, it's funny is I'm sitting here at arm's length. I do have my uh, Ozarka mountain spring water that we get delivered in the recyclable bottles from uh, ready refresh here in Houston. Uh, it's very delicious. And I tell people, they ask me, how can you drink water all the time? The secret is you got to find water you like. Okay. You buy that cheap stuff at your local grocery store. You won't drink that tap water. You won't drink it. Um, I love Fiji. Fiji is my favorite. It's the gold standard, but I like the Ozarka mountain spring water. If you're going to drink water, it's like any, any other liquid, uh, beverage, alcohol, doesn't matter if you don't like the taste of it. Like I hate the taste of alcohol. I don't drink alcohol. I hate the taste. Mm -hmm. You won't drink it. So you got to find this key is to find water that is delicious to you. If you do that, you're fine. If you have water, oh, this tastes horrible. Of course, you're not going to drink it. Who's going to, who wants to drink right. something that tastes horrible? Yeah. Well, I would take it a step further, Mark, because the reality is, is the only liquid that your body wants and needs is water. Yes. Well, I know so that. that that's it. Um, you may be a crack of coconut, but it, you know, it's coconut water in nature. So um, if you're going to drink water because your body's mostly made of it, then this might be one of the best investments that you could put into your life is to get a purification system. If you're on city tap water, make sure that's restructured so you can actually absorb it because the high pressure pipes make the water molecules too big. Um, very important investment into your life. Cause like right now, dude, I've got the best freaking water in the world because I've set myself up and I love it. And it actually, I get high on water every day, like my water, because it's also charged with molecular hydrogen and it absorbs well. I am high on water. It gives me 80% more absorption of the nutrients I'm eating from the foods and the supplements that I take. So it's, uh, it's an absolute game changer. If you change your water, you'll actually change your life. And it, once you have it set, it's set it and forget it. And then you just, you just start feeling better and you're going to live a lot longer and have a lot better quality of life.
Now, another guest told me about a couple months ago, and this is something I changed. It's better to drink room temperature water because it's not a shock to your system. And I'm like, oh, I could try that. And it actually makes a difference because now your body doesn't have to go, oh, my goodness, it's it's this cold water. It's it's room temperature water. And, if it, you know, is that what you drink? You drink room temperature water? Yeah, I agree with that. And, and you know, athletes, if, if you're out hustling, you know, and it's not a super hot day, um, you could drink it a little bit colder, and I think that will help bring bring your core temperature down a little bit. That can be good, but you know, room temperature water is better because the water's too hot or too cold. It body has to bring it to ninety eight point six for it to be to to be able to work and with the rest of your body at the same temperature. Awesome, Tim. It's always a pleasure having you on the show. I again, I learned so much, and I know my listener did. So thank you so much for being on the show. I will. And I also want to let them know too, we, uh, Mark put a, together a discount code for you guys. If you'd like to try some of our, um, our, our products, um, we have detox and nutritional products. And, um, since we talked about COVID today and mask health, I would point people to, um, green 85, which is our, re, re, it's, it replaces the 85% of the nutrients in the soil. It's got the zinc in it. It's got loaded with vitamin A thousand international units of vitamin D3, all the stuff that we talked about. It's in there. And, um, the code is Mark at checkout, M-A-R-K um, at checkout, and you get 5% off. And if you want to get a double discount, go to our savings bundles. You can get a discount there and then put 5% discount code Mark in at checkout and get a double discount. And we have a double your money back guarantee on everything. So love to have people try it and boost their immune system with our, our naturally occurring products from nature. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. I really hope it served you well today. Now head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com. Sign up to be a free Mark Stuchowski Insider. Get my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs. Absolutely free. It's my gift to you. And until tomorrow, my friend, go be productive.